Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. All right. You're rolling with Jason and John. 92.9 FM ESPN. Happy Friday to you. And boy, do we have some things to be excited about as we head into what should be a beautiful, beautiful weekend of sports in the city of Memphis. Dylan Brooks is back in the M, y'all. Uh, how will he be received tonight down at FedEx Forum? Yeah, we got Grizzlies and Rockets again for the second time in three days. This one, though, will be down at FedEx Forum, and obviously Dylan's first one back uh, since becoming a member of the Houston Rockets. We talked a little bit about that yesterday. We'll get back into it. Desmond Bain uh, still listed as questionable with an illness. We'll see before tonight's game, though. You'll hear from John Morant. Around 11.30, I think that media availability is scheduled for after shoot-around this morning. be the first public comments for Ja in a long, long time. So very interested to see uh, what he says and how he says it. Uh, in about 27 hours from now, the University of Memphis will tip off a huge, huge home game against number 13 and undefeated Clemson. And I must say, man, oh, man, did it look like my man John Martin was having a good time last night on Thursday night football. I think I might have seen him on the TV going crazy with all those Raiders fans. And you know what, John? I am just happy you decided to go. Bro, wow. I mean, I, I just, I could not. It was one of those, like, it was one of, it's one of the only times I can remember in my life, like hours after the game ended, still being happy about the game. Wow. Like, like, you know, like a, like a euphoric happiness, like, Bro, I was grittying in the hotel lobby. Oh my! I mean, do we have any footage I, bro, of that? Was, Did anybody get that on? I don't know, okay, but it, no. but it was it was just unforgettable, and I I can't well, believe I have my voice today. That's a blessing. Yeah, that is um, good because we got work to do. Because I was I was Raiders. I heard you. I saw you. He sent me a video there. Raiders. Well, I guess you had that on Twitter too. I think everything the, you sent me, you ended up putting TV? on Twitter. Did it sound okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all were having a raucous time. Felt like you were scoring every time we looked up. So it felt like the whole thing was a party, but like the thing was vibrating in there. I don't know. How did it feel inside? Bro, it was, was it loud? Absolute madness. Yeah, it was loud. I mean, is it like the loud. loudest you've ever been in, or no? Uh, okay. See, so you would I mean, know I, that. You would know that right off top. So that I, I was curious about that of how loud that thing gets. You know, you go to KC, they talk about the decibel level. You can't, you right. can't hear yourself think. I don't think it's quite like that. Okay. You know, but um, I don't know. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was definitely. Well, you know, a, it was. It was a party, and it was by far 
my favorite. I mean, it was it's the first Raiders home win I've ever seen. You know, that's and, a new uh, that. So, how many wins have you seen in person? Is it? It's two. I think. I think they beat. Then they beat the Titans three years in a row. In oh, Nashville. okay. So you've seen a few in person. Just hit, four. Feel like this is number while. four for me. And it, but it's the first home one. And the ones at home hit Good. different, as you know. Well, um, as the great Lisa H. Uh, and 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 fantastic. We 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 appreciate her so much for listening. As she asked this morning on Twitter, of you aren't you glad Jason Smith talked you into going yesterday? Well, I had a I had a couple people I had a couple people uh, ask me that. And I was genuinely Jeff didn't know. That was, I told him that was not a bit yesterday. I was genuinely like exhausted and not in the mood and didn't want to spend and all that, man. And my ticket cost. People are like, enjoy your expensive seats because I posted a picture. You know, my ticket cost me hundred thirty-seven dollars after fees. Wow. Well, that makes it a little easier then. You're coming in there after not scoring any points five days earlier. You get a nice little yeah. value spot like that. It makes it a little easier to fork that change. I didn't change want to spend over. $400. Right. Well, that, know, that's why I was telling Jeff this was real yesterday. You t- you talking about, nah, I don't know if I want to go. I want to spend a couple hundred dollars again to see a team that didn't score last time I just watched them. I told Jeff that was yeah. real. So, no, that makes it easier. You get a $137 seat like you had. I saw the view from the uh, from your Twitter. From your ex, Jeff didn't think it was real. Nah, he didn't. He hadn't heard about it till I told him on my bit on my segment with him this morning, and and, and yeah. I explained to him that you were not initially you were not planning to go to see the franchise record. I had to talk. I, mean, you I didn't buy it. the ticket until the, uh, the end of the, the show. The, I told him. Yeah, yeah. But I yeah, guess he. So. Yeah, I guess him and some others might have thought that was a bit. It was not. You would have no, questioned I, going to see you, your I team. You, you know. Yeah. Anybody else would have questioned going to see their team after they just saw it score zero points in a three nothing loss. So. Uh, I'm, we're all happy for you, John, that you went and uh, that you got to see that franchise record. What what a night! It was it, it was a night indeed that I will cherish and remember forever. Um, okay, man, we have a uh, we have a show. We have a big show today. Um, we're gonna ha- we're gonna talk about John Morant talking. He's gonna he's gonna have some things to say. So that will be interesting. Um, at around eleven thirty, we're gonna be joined by Mikey Williams, uh, head of defense team. Uh, and his attorney, Troy P. Owens Jr., he's going to join us uh, at 1130. And, you know, it, we'll get the latest on, you know, what's Mikey Williams' status as it relates to the University of Memphis this year. Um, what, what, Where does it all stand? So can Mikey Williams play basketball? Will Mikey Williams play basketball for Memphis this year? Uh, we'll get the latest from his attorney. At 11.30, so make sure you do not miss that. Uh, 12.30, yes, Anthony Staines is going to join us. Uh, for those that were wondering, this is just, he was, Staines had already moved his spot anyway uh, because of John Morant talking at around that same time. So he's going to join us at 12.30, and we'll obviously recap everything John has to say, get into the season, Rockets, as you know. Uh, maybe we can, you know, I know you want to give Dylan a, a a big long tribute today, no, so we can I do don't that. Want to do that? We can we can we can get some uh, thirty for thirty music for you. Yep. Whatever you need, brother. Just let Brad know, okay? Thanks. Yeah, you need to have a little more respect though. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So Anthony Say will join us uh, at twelve thirty. Then at one twenty five. Uh, big college basketball weekend, as you said, Jason. Memphis taking on Clemson tonight. It's UConn versus Gonzaga, uh, and, and a rare good Friday night for college basketball. At least one game. So we will uh, talk to Rob Doster about all of that. Get his thoughts on Memphis. Should they be ranked? Um, <clears throat> you know the 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 possibility of you know adding Naquan Tomlin mm-hmm. and what that does. So we'll get into all of that with Rob Doster from Field of Sixty Eight at 125. So that is the show today. 
Jason, I know you're excited, though. So, Brad, if you'll oblige us, let's do a little uh, excited. Oh, 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 that gets me going excited. every time. Especially on because this project. It, yeah, because it, you, you know it's a reminder for that it's, it's about to be your weekend, bro. That's right. And there's a lot going on this weekend in there, John. <laughs> including your including your uh, uh, your return to Memphis at some point, right? You I was going to put that in there. there. Me being in studio next okay. week, I know you got to be thrilled. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I, I do. I prefer the uh, the warmness of you being in the building, but more importantly, your eye contact. It feels like when we've done interviews this week, it's gotten a little clunky as we kind of wait to see if the other one's got a question. Uh, but other than that, it's been it's been relatively smooth sailing. I just appreciate you being able to come in here on a Friday after watching your team score a franchise record sixty three points. Uh, yes, though, we're all we're all eager for your return uh, next week. All right, let's get into it. Uh, Made Memphis himself the Clemson. first one, of course. Memphis Clemson, yeah. which should be the first one. How could you not be excited about this game? Um, I don't know about you, man, but it feels like to me all the ingredients are there for perfect storm and electric atmosphere tomorrow. The disrespect, 7-2, and two, unranked. You got a Clemson team that does have the respect uh, at 9-0, and oh, obviously, and ranked 13th in the country. Uh, Penny has asked for the whiteout. The lower bowl, the club level is all sold out, so it's only about how how filled can you get that terrace level now? Just feels like all the ingredients are down there uh, for a uh, for a fantastic atmosphere tomorrow at two o'clock with the Tigers and Clemson. Uh, by the way, some news here, uh, just real quick: uh, Brandon Staley and GM there Tom Telesco have both been fired. There it is. Knew it was coming at some point today that you presided over literally the end of. The funeral for Brandon Staley last night. You were there for that as well. So historic in that way too, John. Yes, that's uh, that. That makes it because I, I was I was texting my guys at SuperBook and um, and I said you know because they needed the Chargers to win last night and I said I'm betting the Raiders because I hate Brandon Staley. I think he's really bad and it was just poetic justice validation every time you there. scored. Yeah, Must I have mean. Been. Smartest guy in the room. What a joke. What a joke. Uh, okay, so anyway, joke. that's the news. And the GM, bro. Throw everybody out. Everybody go. Um, that's right. See you, Bozo. What do you think? What do you think? I was going to talk today well, I was gonna, uh, in about 15 minutes or so. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I didn't hear you. What did you say? I said, John's going to speak yeah. here in about 15 minutes or so. So well, how you, excited are you to hear from him? Sort I knew of you, a, you, I, you were skipping over too fast. Real fast, before we get to John, what do you think the chances are that Memphis runs Clemson out of the building tomorrow, you know, in front of that atmosphere? I feel um, blowout, man. I started I mean, talking really, myself into really it with you. Run them out of the building. Yes, I mean, yes. I mean, run them out of the building like a do that, like I a mean. nine to you know double digit win. That's what I. That's what I mean by running them out of the building. I, mean, I, say, I would say there's a a, a decent chance. Of, I mean, I, you know, I think it'll be close, but I, I mean, at, at home, I, it would not shock me. Clemson does not turn you over, man. There's no, there's no reason for Memphis to sort of get out of what it does in this game. Now, Memphis has been. You know, pretty generous at times. You got the you know non-steal turnover percentages is is at a point where it needs to come down. But um, I just again with how athletic Memphis is, I know Clemson could shoot the heck out of the three, and they're not going to beat themselves with that crowd tomorrow. I could just see. I told Jeff I could see a scenario where Memphis is winning this game by double digits. Remember, they just barely beat UAB. I know they've got some impressive wins at Alabama, but this is not some juggernaut Clemson team. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I, right. I, I don't disagree with you, but I, I mean, I, their, you know, their big man is a, is a problem. So we'll just we'll see how they can, you know, come back. If it was if it was Tomlin, Tomlin was in there, I'd say much better chance of that, you know. Yeah, but and I don't know how you as, get PJ Hall in the foul trouble if you're not you're not going at him, you know, right. with, with big. So we'll see, we'll see. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I got I got a, I just got a I got a hunch. We'll see. All right, uh, John Morant's talking uh, for the first time, you know, in an official capacity, you know, since all this with the Grizzlies. How excited are you to hear from him? I'm, and I'm, do you have high expectations? I'm, I'm not as I'm not as I'm not excited in a happy way about the words or even the demeanor, which I do think is important. And I'm not saying that they aren't today. This is part of the process. But but can I say this? I am excited about the the the. The idea that we're finally moving on and getting through the process now. Because, again, getting in front of reporters today, saying what you've got. Josh had a long time to think about what he's going to say today. I mean, we, we have not talked to him in this capacity in, in months and, and, and since he was suspended. So he's had a long time to think about it and the way he should come across in this. I'm not, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm hopeful, John, as I said with Jeff, that he, he conveys a understanding of the gravity of his mistakes. Uh, because ultimately, you know, we're not going to be able to judge whether or not he's learned from this until he's back on the court and not making the mistake again. But I am excited that, again, this is part of the process, and we are finally moving forward. You can see the light at the end of the tunnel coming up on Tuesday. And, again, whether this season is a wash or not, and it may very well be, you may very well, this hole may be too deep. Just having job back on the floor, moving through this, I'm excited about uh, turning the page. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of what it represents, right? Yes. It's just how much, how much closer Hopefully we're getting. Hopefully, it does. You know, yeah. And, yeah, and and I, I you know, I, I actually, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic, man. I really am um, that that's going to happen. Um, that 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 he's going to come back, and that you know he understands the, you know, the 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 gravity and his responsibility to the organization and to the fans. Uh, you know that he's there, that he's available. Um, I, I'm 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 hopeful, bro. I really, you know, I I. I Jaws, uh, you know, he, he, you know, he's, he's a young, he's still a young man, you know, he's still no a young, tw- you know, early twenties, you know, um, and I, and I, and people have to be, you know, given the the space to make mistakes and, and learn from those mistakes, uh, so long as you're not harming anybody else, right? I mean, I think that's the that's the key caveat there, um, and that's not what happened with John. Obviously, I mean, this was just a decision that he made that impacted him, you know, and his team, but it, it was him. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to be hopeful, Jason, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, be optimistic that this is going to be able to be put behind us. Uh, your favorite uh, swing man, Dylan Brooks, return. Um, moderately excited. Again, it takes a little bit away that you've already played this team twice. I realize those are both down in Houston, but we've seen Dylan Brooks talk about his time with Memphis. We've, you know, he said again he had this one circled, but you've had all of them circled against the Grizzlies. We know that he feels like the organization scapegoated him. It feels like the, he says he feels like the organization has no swagger because of his absence from it, uh, as opposed to the fact that they haven't had John Morant. Although. What I will go back to and, and sort of where we can land on this is that Dylan Brooks was part of the swagger. He was part of the fabric of this thing post-Core 4 era. And I go back to our discussion yesterday. There will be people in the stands tonight that when Dylan Brooks is introduced, sure, among a, a, a bunch of booing, I think are going to stand up and clap um, just in, a, in an appreciative way for his contributions again Sort of the, where you are now, Dylan Brooks was a part of this process. And, yes, ultimately you decided, both of you decided you were no longer good for each other. But, again, you know, sort of this this 
this reforming, this this new iteration of Grizzlies, Dylan Brooks will always have been a uh, a part of that, and I I, uh, I I salute him at least for that. Obviously, ended sour in a, in a bad way, but I don't fault him for that at all. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm not I should say I don't hold it against him. The way he was yeah. feeling, uh, being checked out there at the end, I'm not going to hold it against him because again. You'd be in a situation where at one point you're second priority, third priority, and then you're demoted down to four. And so I, right. I get it. A guy that always saw himself as part of a big three or whatever sees himself as Kobe. I get a guy like that feeling offended. I don't think he's handled it all the right way. But all that said, I'm not going to sit up here and tell you I hate Dylan Brooks as a result of it. Everybody in there should boo for the folks that are clapping for old Dillion as the autocorrect always makes it. I got no problem with that either. And I think there'll be a, there'll be enough. There'll be there'll be some of that a smattering of applause. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 hard I think to know that's uh, exactly, but you know, I, yeah, I'll, I'll be interested. I'll be interested in the reaction. Um, I, I wonder, like, how much Dylan will lean into it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I am curious. Well, Dylan like, Brooks how, got how booed he... as a grizzly, so let's not act like him getting booed as the away <laughs> guy now is going to be any different for him. I mean, he probably appreciated right. more now being the way guy that maybe you love to hate now. He'll probably appreciate it because that was always Dylan the villain. But let's not, I mean, let's not act like this is going to be some offense. The guy was booed when he was with Grizzly. And so, I mean, what, what, what are we talking about here? Yeah, that's true. You make a damn good point. Um, well, I mean, he, I, I'm sure he'll embrace it. He I'm will. Sure he'll embrace he'll lean all tonight. the way in to answer your question. Yeah. Uh, I, I, Hopefully gonna, Bane I'm gonna, plays. I'm going to twist this one on you a little bit. How excited are potential head coaching candidates in the NFL that the Chargers job is open? Uh, I imagine very excited just because of the quarterback because you don't have a great job in the NFL if you don't have a great quarterback, or at least it certainly makes uh, things, I I would say, you know, you've got more job security when you've got that guy. Now, it didn't work for Brandon Staley, but I tell you, dude clearly was in over his head. I mean, I know it's taken us longer to get to this point, you know, but this season it's become very obvious. You know, he should, probably should have been fired last year after blowing the, blowing the big lead in the playoffs. He is not, in terms of me, uh, measuring up to expectations and the talent level, he has not even come close to meeting it. So he had to go. But, I, again, I go back to your, your question. I, I would think a lot of coaches would want this job because, number one, you've got Justin Herbert. But you've also got some studs on defense, man. There's a lot there to like with the Chargers and, and a lot of reasons to think that you could be the guy that can go in there and at least make that thing uh, uh, playoff caliber and maybe more with Justin Herbert. Hey, I'm not really sure, you know, what what uh, what Brand Staley ever proves to get the job. You know, I mean, it's not like, I mean, he was the, he was an outside linebackers coach for the Bears and then the Broncos, and then he was one year with the Rams, the defensive coordinator. You know, it's not like he had, you know, eight years of a resume um, as a defensive or an offensive coordinator. Like, it was a bad hire, you know? It was just a bad hire. Um, and at pretty much every stop, he showed himself to be a damn idiot. Um, yeah, I think it'll be an interesting—I think it'll be a, a, a coveted job. Because you're right. They, I, I mean, mean they, what's, they, what's going to be out there? What all do we think by the end of it will be out there in terms of I mean, we'll of see. I don't – I mean, did Antonio Pierce just seal his fate? You know, I don't uh, I know. Mean, uh, the way that uh, your boy, uh, Dumb and Dumber, Mark Davis, was go covering it. He was going, oh, oh. He seemed to be in awe of what Antonio Pierce's Raiders were accomplishing last night. Don't you think uh, Mark was smitten last night and it's probably well, a done and deal? And again, you got to think about it like last year the players wanted Basaccia and he, and he – uh, 
And he did not. I hadn't considered um, that, but yeah. And, and he did not hire Bisaccia. Yeah. So is he really going to go two straight openings? He scored a franchise he record. He what the players want. Yeah. I guess yeah. I guess if it all falls apart here down the stretch, it could. But you guys win another game, and maybe it's already done. Yeah, I think there's a good chance Antonio Pierce got that one. So back to the question. Let's assume Antonio Pierce has got that one sewed up. I mean, Patriots, so, is that coming open? Yeah, that'll come open. But Feels I don't like think anybody it. will want that job. Anybody other than a former Patriot, like Mayo? Yeah, you're going to have to hire one of those guys. Yeah, like, I don't know who that is, but you have to hire one of those guys. Um, like Teddy Bruschi. <laughs> Um, Commanders is so, going to be open. You're, that's you're not taking that open. Commanders Chargers. will be open. Chargers will be open. Patriots will be open. Um, trying to think, like, will the Vikings be open? Probably not. No, I don't think so. Cousins hurt. Justin Jefferson hurt for a significant. Will the Bears be open? Don't know, man, because unfortunately the Bears' defense is starting to look pretty good, and that's what Eberflus does. And so I, I, I do have a fear that uh, Eberflus has actually saved himself in terms of moving forward with a. You know, next quarterback or whatever it's going to be. I got a feeling there be the Eberflus is going to be. Oh, staying. Carolina's open, right? Uh, yes, they fired Frank Reich in season. Yep. Uh, but Saints? you don't know if you've got your quarterback there, so that stays below Chargers. Saints, we'll see. Saints. Dennis Allen. Yeah, I, and I think um, I think Arthur Smith's going to get through. I do, even if he doesn't win the division. Yeah, I think, I think he is, because yeah. I think most people see he does not have a QB. And that if you put right. somebody in there, they go make a move, whether it's for Fields or somebody else, they want to see it then. So I don't think I think well, Arthur Smith's going to be safe. You can't rule out the fact that they could still win this, this division. They can, I know. But my point, but I'm, I'm already factoring in, too, if they don't win that nasty division. I think you keep him because it is so painfully obvious that he doesn't mm-hmm. have a quarterback. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I think he, and then and yeah, I think I think that's uh, and like the the solid keep his job with the Jets probably. I think so. I mean, you know, Wilson might be better here to end the stretch, but it'll, in the end, it's going to be about not having Aaron Rodgers, not about you know Robert Sala's ineffectiveness. I think you got to judge. Exactly. You probably you probably he's probably safe, and you run it back with Aaron next year. Exactly. So anyway, that's uh, that's. That's going to be something to monitor, but uh, Chargers, I would Might be I would right say, there at the top from what we've just discussed. I, I think so. But you got you got the best quarterback. You got Herbert. So, yeah. yes, everybody's going to want that job first, no question about it. All right, we're going to come back, and we're going to talk to uh, Mikey Williams' counsel, his attorney, Troy P. Owens, Jr., and we're going to get the latest on Mikey Williams' status with the University of Memphis. Does he want to come back to Memphis? Does he, uh, you know, where does it stand? Is is there a decision that has to be made? Like, what's going on with this entire thing with Mikey Williams? And Troy P. Owens, Jr. is going to fill us in when we come back. You listen to Jason and John right here on 99 FM ESPN. This holiday season, all your wishes are coming true over on FanDuel. They're America's number one sportsbook. If you didn't know, you should know because uh, it's because great offers. It's because of great offers like this. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. What's that mean? That means you get 150 bucks to use on spreads, player props, over-unders. If your team wins that $5 money line bet, so take the big favorite and unlock that $150. you have been thinking about joining FanDuel? Come on in. No better time to get in on the fun. The app's easy to use, safe to use, fun to use. There's a wide range of betting options, all of them essentially. Um, and you'll love the pre-made SGPs, especially for newbies that don't know how to put it together. Same game parlay, perfect way to jump on in. So visit FanDuel.com slash Smith. Get in on the action over at FanDuel. Again, that promo code is JSMITH. It's only on FanDuel, official partner of the NFL, and of 929 FM ESPN. You must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. 
$10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fm.com. Gambling problem call Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-97. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Roy Owens Jr. is a California attorney and head of Mikey Williams' legal team. A legal team hoping to get Mikey on the court as soon as possible following a plea deal earlier this month that could ultimately allow Williams to indeed play for the Tigers. He's kind enough to join us. He joins us now. Uh, Mr. Owens, first off, thank you for joining us. And and, and second, we can start with the question um, – how soon are you guys hoping to get Mikey Williams on a basketball court? Oh, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for the opportunity to be here. And to address the question, uh, Mr. Williams would like to get on the basketball court as quickly as possible. It is our understanding that he is currently eligible and that uh, the decision for him to return is now in the hands of the university. How much, Mr. Owens, if at all, how much have you all had a chance to speak with university officials or Penny Hardaway, Laird Veach, the athletic director, or or anyone? Speak to the University of Memphis since the plea deal. So since the plea deal, my communication has been limited to providing them with the documents surrounding the plea deal and providing an explanation of the developments of the case and how we got to the point where we received uh, the plea deals. You know, everyone is aware the exposure was great in the case. Yeah, there was significant prison exposure because of all of the allegations attached to the complaint. Um, and Mr. Williams has the opportunity to earn a misdemeanor, receive no jail time, and uh, ultimately is able to get this conviction expunged from his record. So I've provided that information to the university with the explanation on, you know, how we got there. And at this point, it is my understanding that the university has a committee that has to review the facts of the case, um, all of the supporting documentation, and they will make their decision. Troy, I know there were some things that he had to do that, you know, that that were contingent upon him, you know, getting this uh, down to a misdemeanor. Has he already started those programs, um, and and is this a situation where he could he could be completing those programs concurrent to being on the team, or does he have to complete them first? I mean, what is sort of your um, 
What is your idea of how this would look? Absolutely. So Mr. Williams began the anger management and the therapy that he needs to do. This all started back in March of this year. Once the incident happened, uh, we were very proactive in our steps to kind of address the issues that led to this uh, incident. And so he's already started the anger management. He has a therapist that he regularly sees working on the behavioral health uh, aspect of the case and everything. And also prior to our plea negotiations, he already completed a certified gun safety course. So at this point, Mr. Williams simply needs to remain law-abiding, which is not really an issue for him. He went a whole 18 years of his life without ever being contacted by police or arrested or anything like that, um, and just completing 80 hours of community service. Uh, Mr. Williams regularly does community service. He has hosted camps. He has funded different programs in the city of San Diego, made appearances, uh, you know, helping the homeless, everything in, in our community, which is why a lot of community leaders and activists, politicians, everyone stood up to assist and rally behind him um, to help us get to where we are today. And that was going to sort of be my follow-up. If you were making the case, you know, because obviously there are going to be people that, you know, based on the, you know, the the, the media coverage and, and, and what was out there have reservations. What would sort of be your case for Mikey getting back on the court right now? I mean, I, you just kind of went through, you you know, most of it. But if you're making that, you know, case to university officials, um, is, is, is this a thing that, you know, he, he grew from, learned from? Um, you know, what else sort of would go into this from, from your perspective? So from my perspective and my expertise is on the law and the facts of this case. And I think that the factual basis of, you know, what actually happened is the strongest argument to allow Mr. Williams to return and play basketball. Now, we saw a lot of media reports. We saw the accusations about him uh, firing into a vehicle about him being a shooter and things like that. However, that was never proven. And in fact, there is a lot of evidence to point to the contrary, which is why we went from, you know, nine strike offenses, uh, you know, five or six charges of assault with a firearm, a charge of shooting into a vehicle. He did not plead or admit to any of that. Um, so I think the facts of the case are the strongest argument. He is not convicted of shooting into a vehicle. He's not convicted of, you know, firing a firearm. He is simply uh, pled guilty to making a threat while armed with a firearm. And when looking at the context of what happened here, you know, this incident happened around midnight on a Tuesday in the middle of the week when six uninvited individuals trespassed on his property, uh, two of which came inside of the home. And this is all derived from the preliminary hearing transcript, the testimony that was under oath. So looking past the, uh, you know, the media blobs and the different articles that came out with different interpretations on the accusations, when you take a deep dive and look at the facts of the case, I think that that is the strongest argument that this conduct is something that, you know, is tolerable 
enough for him to return to basketball. And when we look at and when I say tolerable, I never mean, you know, any criminal offense is tolerable. But when looking at different instances of, you know, people that were allowed to return to different sporting uh, teams and organizations, uh, I do believe that the facts of this case support the conclusion that Mr. Williams should be able to return. And, and is that, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is it the plan and, and is it Mikey's hope that he can rejoin it this season? I, I know we've got the, the sentencing date next year on the 12th, and I, I suppose I'd, I'd go ahead and add the follow-up. If, if, that's not, if that's not allowed by Memphis or they can't get through what they need to get through to, to allow that to happen, is Mikey, I suppose, is, is the plan still then to wait until next season and then enroll? Mr. Williams wants to play for the University of Memphis. That is his goal. If they allow him to play this season, he will gladly join the team. If uh, he has to wait an additional year, then, you know, he would reconsider uh, joining or not even reconsider, but he would gladly accept that invitation also. Uh, You know, he would like to play for Coach Hardaway. That is his goal. He wants to represent the University of Memphis. That is his goal. And, you know, whatever he has to do to get on that basketball court, that's been one of his objectives this entire time even to the point where earlier in the case he actually considered accepting a plea to a charge that could not be proven or that we believe could not be proven just to expedite his return to the University of Memphis. And so that is his goal, that is his plan, and you know whatever he can do to get there, that's what he wants to do. We're talking to Troy P. Owens Jr., uh, counsel for uh, Mikey Williams, uh, as, as he is uh, hoping to get on campus here at the University of Memphis. Uh, throughout the entire um, situation, Troy, as you know, you know, Penny was was pretty um, he was pretty supportive, um, you know, and, and said that he was going to stand by Mikey, uh, you know, pretty much until the end, until it was figured out. Uh, I'm not sure every coach in the country would have done that. Just as someone representing Mikey, what did you uh, make of, of Penny standing by him, you know, throughout everything? I think the support from Coach Hardaway is the one of the biggest reasons why Mikey still has the burning desire to go to the University of Memphis and play for Coach Hardaway. Him standing by him in the numerous meetings that we had with the university, him vocally expressing his support, and just being an advocate for Mr. Williams, that has been huge. And that showed Mikey that this entire time he has someone in his corner. And so that support means everything to him. Do you have any kind of understanding on, you know, a, a timeline, um, you know, with, with the committee that has been formed? Is it, you know, how, how sort of have you all left it? Have you submitted all the, you know, all the facts that you have and you're just waiting on them? Is there, you know, some thought of, hey, the, they'll have a decision by X, you know, date? Like, what, where does that stand? We have not been provided a timeline on when their decision uh, is going to be made. Uh, or the procedures and, and policies or anything like that. I have not been provided that documentation. I just know that it is in their hands and we are waiting for a decision. So that's all up to the university at this point. Got it. Well, uh, certainly a, uh, you know, a very interesting, um, decision and, uh, Troy, we appreciate your time coming on here and, and explaining, uh, you know, uh, your your facts of the situation and appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thank you, Troy. 
Not a problem. You all have a good one. You as well, sir. Yes, Troy P. Owens Jr., uh, attorney for Mikey Williams. Uh, as uh, look, I mean, that they want to play basketball for the University of Memphis. I I, I think that is uh, really a, a, an interesting. I mean, he, he did, did he not say that he would even come back next year? I think that I mean, that was I think that was the biggest news. Almost almost sounded like it, at one point I was listening very closely to what he was saying there that he he said reconsider. And when he said that, I wondered if we were talking about a situation where Mikey might reopen the right. recruitment. But right. he clearly followed that up with and stopped himself and said, uh, you know, he wants to be at Memphis. And John, I think the question you asked about Penny and Penny having his back in this sort of gave us more answers too might be willing to right to sit this thing out, not reopen, follow through on the signing and the commitment to Memphis because of the way that Penny's backed him. So be willing to re-enroll, be back in next August and here as a what is as a freshman. That's that's what I heard. Is is that that's what it sounded like to me. How about you? Yeah. No, I mean I think that was because I, I thought where he was going to go was he, he'd reevaluate his options. Exactly. I thought, was, I thought that's where he was going to go. But he said no, no, no. Let me make that clear. Yep. He would be interested in coming back. Uh, even Which I think is not. the is the is the biggest news to come out of you know is is what we did not know for sure right at least going and that into there's this a committee right that that's evaluating yeah. this decision um, and it's clearly above Penny Hardaway obviously mm-hmm. um, it's, it's it sounds like it's going to be a presidential decision which it probably always was going to be um, so that is that but is it, interesting. but if, if, if he look, is left with a misdemeanor again John and as Mister Owen said there you know right. In terms of the, the the facts of the case, there there's nothing that says that Mikey Mikey even shot that yeah. gun factually in terms of proven yeah. in court. Then what would be the roadblocks to keeping him out at that point? Because you've I, had I other players just, yeah. with misdemeanors. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we've we've been through that history, and so you know you just you, it, you just see the pathway, and 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 apparently Mikey's willingness uh, for the door to be open to his you know him joining the team next year i just it it still feels highly unlikely to me that they would get this done with the committee bring him on to a you know veteran laden team this year uh maybe that's still a possibility but it certainly sounds like the door's open for next year and then mikey's willing to walk through it and it and it still be memphis exactly so i hey man i i thought it was a very interesting um i mean an interesting discussion and and uh you know i i i guess i just sort of I don't believe anybody should be should be persecuted uh, if you know the facts do not show that um, you know said said event happened. Um, you know, and I and I understand that. You know, I think whether Memphis should try to bring him in this year is a separate discussion altogether, which I'm sure we'll have. Um, but it obviously, I think it sounds like to me like Penny wants to bring him in this year. You know, I mean, obviously that they wouldn't be having this discussion if they weren't. So. Um, It'll be interesting to see what happens. It's up to the University of Memphis, but um, yeah, I, I thought it was a very illuminating interview, Jason. Because yep. I would have just assumed if he didn't get in this year, it'd just be overtime elite or just move on with his life. But mm-hmm. you know, I think you know that he's that he's that he says he's willing to do that. To me, suggests hey, you know, he's serious well, about wanting to come here and you know um, mature under pity and 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 have you know. So I, I you know. I understand that, and I think it, you know, could possibly, you know, work. Listen, so, I, we'll I, have to... I, I, I think be smart on his part, John. We talked about this to show that he it, it can yep. be a part of something bigger than him, as opposed yep. to Mikey Williams, the business, and and just going about that business, you know, and that and and being part of a college basketball team. I mean, his kid's got a, you know, he's aspiring to play in the NBA, where ultimately he'll have to be a part of something. Uh, you know, the, the best first steps are to, 
you know, get enrolled somewhere and be part of a, a college basketball team and, again, something bigger than you. So it's, it seems smart exactly. on his part to, you know, to be to be willing to go this route. Agreed. Good stuff, man. I uh, appreciate Troy P. Owens Jr. for coming on the show and, and, and giving us yep. the latest updates on Mikey Williams. We'll come back. John Morant talking today, so we'll get into that. And more. Stick around. Jason and John on the China Fam ESPN. I'm Michael Jenkins up and you beat the books with BetQL. Week 15 in the NFL is here and the Browns will see if Joe Flacco can keep them rolling as they host the Bears. Flacco threw for more than 300 yards in the win over the Jags and now faces a Bears defense that has given up the fourth most touchdown passes in the league. With a stout Browns defense at home, the BetQL model is taking Cleveland and laying the points over Chicago. I'm Michael Jenkins. Bet smarter and beat the books with BetQL and download the BetMGM app. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did today welcome back jason and john on the china fm espn how you doing jason everything is good john everything is good and john moran is talking oh man he He talking for a 50 ball john moran i'm on my grizzly man we're so close to him being back he is he is talking and can you quantify how close we are to him coming back well i mean it's tuesday What, what you want days you need me to count the days what can you understand it out there in your state in las vegas in your current state Surely you can understand he'll uh, be back barely. on Tuesday. Yeah. So, so Gilbert um, Arenas can shove it. That's what it sounds like to me. I'm about sick of I'm about sick of Gilbert Arenas. So he can shove it, talking about Jaw wasn't gonna play national televised game on the road, Pelicans. He can shove it. He also said that Draymond Green is trying to eradicate the Europeans. Now we might just have to put Gilbert on the crazy list and never listen to him again. Yeah, I mean he's got That's to- a slight. That's a slight. I remember that segment. Yep, that's a slight. Well, you have to keep finding things that people say. It's tough to to pull together every week. But we should not. That's right. We should not eliminate it completely. Yeah. uh, Okay. Let's. We're gonna get into. I think we we can start the rundown with John Morant fresh, just to kind of bottom line this Mikey Williams conversation. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. Do you? I, I don't expect him to join this the team this year. Do you? I mean, I don't have any information no, on that. No, I don't. I just, because I, we have no indication of how long this committee could take. 
Now, it seems like the facts are pretty black and white now, John, too. So there is no reason why it has to take forever. But in again, with no timeline whatsoever, with the Tigers in the middle of their season, again, with the type of team you have, senior late and everything else, I realize you've got Mikey enrolled in some online classes, but this would be completely bringing in someone new. And, and I realize, too, I can hear the people saying, well, you're about to bring in Naquan Tomlin, looks like. Well, Naquan Tomlin, a veteran presence uh, transfer, a little bit different than getting a freshman acclimated, and especially a freshman coming from the circumstances that Mikey did. So I say all that, John, to sum up, I agree with you. It just seems like it would, it seems possible, but does it help you? Now, now getting in Mikey and, you know, further enrolled and all that early in the online classes, getting him ahead on academic work before next year, that makes a lot of sense to me. But bringing him into the mix of this, and just throwing him out there and saying, Mikey, you know what, we might put you... That doesn't seem to make a lot of sense, especially, John, with a team that's still trying to figure out its pecking order, right? Still trying yep. to figure out how to how to get through and, and utilize all of the weapons that it has right now. And so, again, it seems to me to make more sense. And, and, and maybe, you know, that commitment from Mikey that I'd be willing, right, to wait and come in terms of on the University of Memphis part is a good thing because, okay, well, we know you got to be bigger than something than yourself at some point. That's that willingness might be, you know, what 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 Memphis wants to see from him, you know, during this time that he's out. That right. that commitment yeah. to not just taking care of your business legally, but more so, you're, okay, you're going to sit out. This is so important to you. You're willing to sit it out. Come back to us in August. I mean, that that's that to me. If I'm Memphis, okay, that that's what I want to say. We've had your back. Now have ours by taking care of your business, and we'll see you in August. Right. Hmm. In terms of, I think, in terms of, in the in the actual gym, yeah. Well, I, yeah, yeah. Again, he could, you could keep him enrolled in online classes and uh, theoretically get him ahead of of of, uh, of everything next year coming in. You know. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, I think that's that would be my plan of attack with it, and then you can, you know, I mean, I'll be interested. I'll be. I know. I know. His, I know. His attorney said that he would be. You know, he would want to come back. You know, but man, there's a lot of time between now and next season. You know, and I think a lot of there's a lot of moving parts, and a lot of things could change. And but maybe, maybe it is, maybe it is just a because I, I don't want to, I don't want to say I, I, my my apologies. I don't need to speak out of turn. But maybe it is just a, a, a you know a situation where he really just does want to play for Penny. Like no matter you know maybe and, and, uh, what's not going to keep is is, uh, is is professional opportunities possibly coming at Mikey between now and then. Right, right, exactly. It's like, it's, like, not, it's, you know, just, it's not just a matter of, oh, I'll stay in my room until it's time to go to Memphis in August. Like, because of Mikey and who he is, you could imagine that, and especially now that for the most part it looks like his record is only going to have a, a misdemeanor on it, there could be a business opportunities for Mikey in the meantime that could, again, John, to your point, change the plan. But, you know, having that, at least that commitment right now, certainly a good sign for things. And I, I, I would tell you that the business of Mikey probably stands to grow more if at some point you become a part again of mainstream basketball because it, it's right because it's the eyes on you mainstream basketball talk, college basketball NBA route whatever it is that that's going to be better for the business of Mikey than some short sighted you know business opportunity might pay him a, you know hundred thousand now and all that so again you, he'll have to weigh those things and um, I'm not naive enough to think that th- those opportunities won't be there so we'll see we'll see what he decides because ultimately he'll have to he'll have to live through that commitment for this time that he's out again. If it, it you know is impossible to get him in this year, you think Penny yeah, would bring I, him in this year? You still think? Penny well, would... I, I mean, I don't, I don't rule anything out. Okay, I think Penny wants this committee to say yes, and then you know, 
then have the decision of whether or not to bring him in this year or next. Clearly, Penny wants him here. He's had his back the entire time, and why would that have changed now? But, yeah, I, it just seems to me like, if, if I, again, if I'm looking at my team right now and everything I'm still trying to figure out with them, we just talked about, you know, Penny just talked about it again this week. You know, they're not there yet. Um, am I going to reinsert something that's, you know, never played, you know, hadn't played in college basketball, freshman again? And it just seems like from a basketball standpoint, I'd prefer to have him next year. When I know he's coming in, I can build. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 